Hello, and welcome to the Hypnotex podcast. I'm Rob from Hypnotex, and well, I had a completely different topic planned for this uh, recording. I almost said broadcast, but for this recording. And uh, then something happened this week, and it made me think about it, and then I got two different requests asking me to address this. So we're going to go ahead and dig in. But uh, first, kind of fun from the mailbag, I actually got a question. Somebody asked me whether it was scarier to do uh, a recording like this or to do live broadcasts uh, back when I was in radio. I was, of course, on a major market radio station and would flip on the microphone and knew instantly that there were people listening, at least not in the middle of the night so much, but, you know, for a normal one, but uh, normal, normal broadcast. But actually, for what it's worth, these recordings are a lot scarier because at least in a live broadcast, if I do something like, say, good morning, I know that in context, it makes sense here, of course, just because I'm recording in the morning doesn't mean it's going to be morning when you're listening. And so uh, not to mention the fact that every little mistake that I make lives on in these recordings forever. And at any time, somebody could grab it and choose to listen to it and, and hear me make that mistake again. So much scarier here. So, okay, today's topic, um, how do you choose your hypnotherapist? And this is an interesting subject for me. I've got an entire page dedicated to it, uh, resources.hypnotex.com slash choosing dash hypnotherapist, choosing your hypnotherapist. And the reason that I've got it dedicated there is because there's so many things that you kind of need to know that when you're looking at visiting a hypnotherapist, you probably don't know. And, and that's normal. It's a weird thing. I'm going to go see this guy and then I'm going to sit in his comfy chair and then he's going to have me close my eyes and then he's going to do something with my brain. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand completely how that sounds. And so you've got enough stress going on. And so I actually created a page to help people kind of navigate. How do you know that your hypnotherapist is legit? And, and that's what brings us to this is that uh, an individual, despite Washington state law to the contrary, um, not far from where I sit right now in the Hypnotex office, an individual started advertising himself as a hypnotherapist, and he started advertising himself as a psychologist. And uh, he even is running ads, or was, I, I don't know which, but uh, he's running ads on Facebook that says, uh, hey, young ladies, if you are a survivor of traumatic sexual abuse, I want to help. Oh, boy. All right. So let's unpack that. Um, yeah, I get it. People do want to help and traumatic sexual abuse, sexual abuse of any sort, trauma of any sort is a terrible thing. So I completely get it. But then he goes on and he says, I want to offer you two complimentary psychotherapy sessions. He says, I'm a master certified licensed psychotherapist. This is close to my heart. I've known many females who've had to endure a predator, basically being the victim of a predator. My offer stands and I want to help. So here's the problem. Some people on Facebook, as they're prone to doing, looked him up. And I've confirmed this. I went and looked him up. There's nobody with this guy's name licensed as a hypnotherapist. There is nobody with this guy's name licensed as a psychotherapist. There is nobody licensed as a therapist at all in Washington State. So he's operating illegally, not to mention the fact that he's sort of trolling by targeting specifically young women 
with sexual trauma in their past. Um, it's creepy enough that when it was pointed out to me, I immediately had red flag warnings all over everywhere. This strikes me as uh, not just predatory, but grooming behavior, something that a predator would do uh, very, very not okay. And to be licensed here in Washington, well, to not be licensed and to be advertising this is even bigger danger sign. So it's interesting to me. He, he advertises that the community discovers him. They start to explore. They start to look him up. They look up his licenses. You can't really make claims like being a uh, certified licensed psychotherapist, which uh, certified, you may have heard me discuss before, is sort of a fuzzy term. That's something that you can get away with. But licensed psychotherapist means something legally, and you can't claim that without the Department of Health coming after you. So I expect that somebody has probably gone after this guy using that avenue. But uh, like I say, I did confirm I went up on the Department of Health website, looked it up, and we'll talk about that in, in, in a minute. But uh, I looked him up, and he's just plain and simple not there. He's not licensed for anything in Washington. In fact, with his name, there are only two people who are licensed uh, have any sort of Department of Health license. There's a pharmacy assistant and a physical therapist, uh, both different people, both different middle names. Neither middle name is his middle name. So I will put a, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. In any case, the, the icing on the cake, the thing that actually really got me interested is that when you went and looked at this guy's business site, he actually has a University of Washington diploma up there. And it says University of Washington and has his name on it. And it says that he's earned the degree of Bachelor of Arts of Psychology. But what really made me look at this and say something is very wrong here. This guy is is misrepresenting himself is that it says Bachelor of Arts Psychology and psychology is spelled wrong. Yes, he's. Attention to detail here was apparently a problem, and so he posted online on his business site a picture of him taking a picture of his diploma, Bachelor of Arts Psychology, P-S-Y-C-O-L-O-G-Y. supposed to be an H in there, and so psychology is spelled wrong, and he's expecting us to believe. I, I'm not sure he's even aware of it. Probably not. Uh, if he is aware of it, then that's pretty arrogant. But uh, my guess is he misspelled it, never even saw it differently. But somehow he's expecting us to believe that this is a genuine University of Washington Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. And somehow the University of Washington spelled psychology wrong on the diploma. So I'm going to uh, scratch out his name on this because I'm really not looking to call the guy out. I'm more looking to call the situation out. And I'm going to post this up on, uh, I will use it as the icon for this podcast. So it might be the, you might have seen it already, but I'll post it such that you can see it. And uh, it is exactly as I took it off his website. In fact, when you look at it, other than the blurred out name, the picture is lifted directly from his website, including the wonderful vision that you can see of him holding up his phone, taking a picture of his diploma in the reflection of the glass on the front of his framed non-diploma. So 
All right. Choosing, uh, that's what triggered this. I basically wanted to call it out and say, here in Washington, hypnotherapist actually means something. We have to be licensed. And so I did post a page, and I will link to that in the description for this uh, this podcast. And uh, if you want to, take a look at it. Uh, it does apply outside of here, not the specifics, because Washington is one of only three states where hypnotherapists are actually licensed. But a lot of the stuff should get you thinking, even if you're not in Washington state, even if you're in a place like California, where you don't have to have any education, you can literally say you're a hypnotherapist and get away with it. So uh, places like that, you need to be even more careful here in Washington, you can verify it, you can go look me up, you can see that my license is valid. Uh, I make a big deal on my site about being very upfront about my education, where I got it, what I'm trained to do, what I'm not trained to do. I even talk about things that I would pass on. So um, if you wanted to choose a hypnotherapist here in Washington, the first thing you got to know is, is Washington state says that a counselor, and it includes hypnotherapists specifically in that it calls it out as hypnotherapists are included in the definition of counselor. But a counselor is an individual practitioner, therapist, or analyst who engages in the practice of counseling to the public for a fee, including hypnotherapists. Counselors for a fee offer, assist, attempt to assist individuals uh, or an individual in the amelioration or adjustment of mental, emotional, or behavioral problems, including therapeutic techniques to achieve sensitivity and awareness of self and others and the development of human potential. So that's what a counselor is. Hypnotherapists, as you heard, are specifically included in that. Uh, it is a licensed role here in Washington, and you, you have to have that license. Department of Health has teeth as our dear friend with the misspelled diploma. I suspect the community is not going to let that rest. So, um, so if you're going to choose your hypnotherapist, what's the most important thing you need to choose? I have a tendency to kind of divide things. There's, as they say, there's, there's uh, two kinds of people in this world, those who divide people into two groups and those who don't. Yeah, it was okay. It was a joke. But in any case, um, I'm one of those people who divides people into two groups. And so when it comes to hypnotherapists, you got to decide science, clinical versus woo woo. And I would say probably around me, 90% of my peers are more to the woo-woo side. That means you can go visit them. You're going to get things like uh, astral projection. You're going to get energy healing. You're going to get things that I don't believe in and don't come anywhere near. Science and clinical, uh, the things that I practice, the people that are science and clinical like me practice, our things tend to be peer-reviewed. They tend to be uh, things that you can read about in magazines. There tend to be studies. I don't do past lives. I don't do your auras. I think spoon bending is ridiculous. Um, none of these things uh, are interesting to me. I don't participate them in them, uh, and I do refer people out when they come to me. But that's a first choice. You really need to take a look and say, which one of these styles fits for me? And, and uh, I have a gal down the street that I think very highly of. She's very woo-woo. And so when somebody comes to me and they're looking for something on the metaphysical physical side, I tend to send people down that way. Now, the next thing you take a look at is, and this may, any of these may or may not be important to you, but it's sort of how I would go about doing it. Certifications. Certified, as I mentioned earlier when we were talking about our friend. Uh, certified, you can certify me. I can certify you. I can certify myself. Some people go really crazy with that, as our dear friend did. Um, 
take a look, and if somebody lists themselves as certified, they probably list something that you can look up, so a school name or something where you can cross-reference. Specifically on my site, every time I use the word certified, there's a diploma, some sort of a certificate backing that up on my credentials page. Again, this may or may not be important to you. Um, being somewhat on the analytical side, I've got a wall full of diplomas because that's what I would want to see if I walked into a hypnotherapist's office. Your hypnotherapist, maybe that's not as important to you. And maybe it turns out that there are other things that are important. So that's fine. If you're after somebody who's on the woo-woo side, they may not have a list of diplomas or may not fill an entire wall with them. And that's perfectly fine. But you need to kind of make that decision and decide whether or not the paper on the wall is important to you or whether sort of maybe the reputation of somebody who's really good at past lives. If that's important to you, that's fine too. But that would be step two. Now, Washington, I mentioned, is a little weird because we have legal requirements around being a hypnotherapist. In California, you can call yourself a hypnotherapist, open an office and, and go right to work. Do what you got to do. Here in Washington, you can check me out. I have to have a license. You have to be registered with the Department of Health to call yourself a hypnotherapist or to practice hypnotherapy. And that's quotes directly out of the law. Uh, that law is listed up on the website that I'll link to. It's very clear that there's still a lot of people referring to themselves as hypnotherapists like our friend. And in fact, that's funny because I just read that line and there are two typos in that line on my website. So I'm going to have to fix that. Um, Hypnotherapist has a whole list of information. Uh, they're supposed to provide you with a form uh, called a disclosure form. And on that form is a bunch of stuff that has to be listed. There has to be their license number. They have to give you a sense of their education. Uh, there has to be a ton of stuff that they provide to you. So heads up, uh, if you're not getting a disclosure form, whether they're woo-woo or clinical medical, uh, they, you have to. It is required by law. So, and again, I'll detail this. This is on the site. You can take a look at that. Um, business license. Washington requires a business license on top of my hypo hypnotherapist slash therapist license. And so if you want to come see me, my business license has to be hanging on the wall. You have to be able to take a look at it. You should ask. Um, that's one way you can protect yourself is uh, business license is one way to trace back to who this person is and make sure that they're legal. They should take that seriously. And again, the disclosure form, uh, I've got a copy of uh, that up on the website. It's also linked to out of this site that I'm saying that I'll link to out of this podcast. Next thing, insurance. Uh, Washington does not require insurance for hypnotherapists. Uh, there doesn't tend to be, it's not like a surgeon where they leave a sponge in you and things get really ugly. Hypnotherapists at worst can generally undo each other's work. So Washington doesn't think it's necessary. Personally, well, I think it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. So you got to ask, ask your hypnotherapist, have you got insurance if that's important to you? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. It's up to you to decide whether that's something that's important. Ideally, neither you nor your hypnotherapist are ever going to use that insurance. So uh, that may not be as important to you. Associations, sort of like the education that we talked about, sort of like legal requirements that we talked about. Associations are actually kind of interesting because... Uh, they sort of, uh, there's a saying about the company that you keep 
and uh, associations are definitely a way to take a look at it. I'm a member of the National Guild of Hypnotists. Uh, it's the world's or Washington. It's uh, America's United States largest association of hypnotists. And they kind of look out for each other. If somebody's a member in good standing, you know, at that point that they have been peer reviewed. Excuse me, that they have somebody who are several somebodies who's keeping an eye on them. You, you don't get away with advertising like our our friend who started this off at the, t- the top, but uh, for very long without the other members calling you out on it. So somebody might be a member of this association, that association. I've tried several on for size and found some of them to literally take my money and hand me a certificate. And that was all they did. At least the National Guild has. Uh, demonstrations. They encourage ongoing education. They do have an annual event, a convention. So it's a, a large group. They've got a board that, that checks out qualifications of various hypnotists. So that's the one that I choose to be a member of. Now, education, I mentioned. Um, here in Washington, the education requirements for hypnotherapists are pretty small. Uh, you do have to certify that you've got some training, but beyond that, you don't have to go completely crazy and get 20 some diplomas like I've got either. So it might turn out that your hypnotherapist, well, all I'm going to say is check out their education. If that's important to you, take a look. Uh, the school that I went to is actually accredited by the United States department of education. And for what it's worth, it's the only accredited school. So you see anybody coming from anywhere that's not HMI. Um, that's, they, they come from a non-accredited hypnotherapy program. So, um, does that matter to you? Washington doesn't have legality that they talk about there, but if somebody's going to claim a diploma, you should make sure that a, it's real and doesn't have psychology spelled wrong on it, but also whether or not that program means something to you. If they have a diploma from Bob's school of hypnotherapy, maybe totally legit, but it might be worth your time to look up Bob and see who Bob is and why he runs a hypnotherapy school and what that means to you. Personally, I've worked hard for all the diplomas that I've accumulated. That's a lot of knowledge and I do it because I love it. I like to keep up to date and you can take a look at any of that on my credentials page on hypnotex.com. So uh, good stuff there. Take a look. Maybe it's important to you. Maybe it's not. Rapport. This is sort of the final thing. Rapport is how well do you relate to your hypnotherapist? During the first conversation, you should get a good feeling from him. You should trust your gut. Trust me on this one. You should talk to him. You should find out, do they match you? Are they medical or clinical oriented to you? Or do they have enough woo-woo? Do they match your beliefs? Or if you're religious, does this person respect that? Or are they uh, of a persuasion that's acceptable to you? Or if you're not religious, is this somebody who's there? These are all things that are fair game. Rapport is critical to hypnotherapy, and I can't urge you enough to correspond, at the very minimum, correspond via email with your hypnotherapist and see whether or not they rub you the right way or rub you the wrong way. That's uh, important to you. Uh, It really is going to indicate how much you trust. And that first session when you go in and you close your eyes and you're sitting in the comfy chair and you're nervous anyway, you shouldn't have to be nervous about who you're sitting in the room with. Uh, When you show up at the office, take a look around, see if there's any danger signs, maybe a misspelling on their diploma, but take a look and see whether or not uh, there's anything that rubs you the wrong direction. Ask to see their credentials uh, if they're not hanging on the wall. Ask to see the business license, that kind of thing. Ask to see their Washington State 
hypnotherapy license. These are all things that should be out and available to you, or at least for the asking, even if uh, they don't hang them up because that maybe it conflicts with the decor in the room. But uh, you should ask. Um, final things I'm going to throw out there, success rate. It's interesting. You can probably talk to your hypnotherapist. I think both directions are warning signs. If somebody... Um, says they're a hundred percent successful, maybe not so great because that's nobody's perfect. And, uh, obviously if they come back and tell you it's the first time they've done something, maybe that bears thinking about too, unless you really have good rapport and you trust this person guarantees, um, you see hypnotherapists, particularly in the weight loss and the stop smoking side of things, hypnotherapists sometimes offer money back guarantees. I don't. I'll be honest with you, neither does your personal trainer at the gym, because hypnotherapy is a lot like personal training. The work is up to you. I can't guarantee that you're going to do the work. I'll work with you. I've worked with clients. I will extend. I will do free sessions if we're not getting where we need to be. But the work's up to you. And so as a result, uh, there's no, <coughs> excuse me, again, there's no guarantee there that, to, that can be had. Another thing is location. If you're doing online, which I also don't do, uh, if you're doing online location, uh, probably important that the hypnotherapist is in the same state so that they are subject to the same laws, but maybe that's not important to you. Uh, but location, you want to make sure that you're able to get to them if you're going to do in person. I'm located in beautiful downtown Duval, convenient to Bellevue, Monroe, Carnation, North Bend, all around. Uh, I get people in from, even get people in from Seattle. So make sure that that location makes sense to you. And finally, uh, characteristics. These are things that you may want to mail a man hypnotherapist, a female hypnotherapist. You may, as we talked about, you may be curious about their background, their uh, just things that match with you. Are they sensitive to your beliefs? And these are all things you want to check. So Anyway, a little longer than usual for this podcast, but I thought it was important to go out and post this, particularly coming on the heels of this gentleman with the misspelled Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. I'm not sure even how to pronounce it when it's misspelled, but kind of funny stuff from my perspective. Um, also very scary stuff, very dangerous stuff. And so I was very pleased to see the community kind of jumping on that and taking advantage of it. I'm, I'm sure... Somebody called him out on it. That's the way that it's got to be. So in any case, uh, would love to hear from you. Please use the feedback form. Let me know what you think on the links that I post or on the topic or things you'd like to hear about. I've been debating whether or not I need intro music to this podcast. Uh, feel free to chime in on that. And let me know what you think. But uh, I'm really glad you chose to listen. Like I say, a little longer than we've been doing, but it was an important topic. And I'm hoping that this sort of sits out there as an arc archive for people to refer to from here on out. I will link to the page that sort of summarizes what we've talked about. Please have a look at that and let me know if you have any questions. This has been the Hypnotex podcast. I'm Rob from Hypnotex. Have a good one and I'll talk to you soon.